Welcome to Infinitely Prefer a Book. On this show, we talk about all things books and reading. Today, I'm talking about apps that make my reading life better. So several times on the podcast, my guests and I have been talking about some of the apps that we use in our reading life. And I just wanted to come onto the podcast today to quickly lay those out for you, um, the ones that I use and the ones that we may have talked about, um, in case you haven't heard about them or don't know how to access them or are unsure what they are. Um, So first off, in case you haven't figured out, I am a library person. Um, I just love that you can get access to tons of books for free. Um, I'm super cheap. Um, I'm a minimalist in a lot of ways, so I love that they don't stay around my house. Um, I just have one bookshelf right now, and it's not even full of books, Um, but I do love the library and their access. So Many people may not know that in addition to getting books in person, most libraries provide their patrons um, with free access to digital books. These could be ebooks or audiobooks, um, but really, in order to access them, the key is you have to have the right app installed on your device. So, for ebooks and audiobooks for libraries, um, there's two main apps that I have seen in use. Um, one is called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y, and the other is called Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A. Um, so Libby is an is a, is a app put out by um, Overdrive, which is a media company. Um, it's the one that I have seen the most often used in libraries. Um, I actually have, um, I've been a member, well, I'm currently a member of three libraries. Um, I've been a member um, of a fourth at the same time, I kind of collect library cards. I One of the things I like about the Libby app is I can have all of my library cards on there and I can switch back and forth between libraries to see um, if a certain book is at a library, at a different library, or I can get on in on like a shorter wait list at one library versus another. So I kind of like to have my multiple library cards. Um, so I think the way that it works is that libraries essentially pay money to Overdrive to subscribe to them. They choose which titles they want to have their patrons to have access to. And um, and then, then, then I think they might pay per download um, of the book, but I'm not sure about that. So early on, several years ago, I've been reading books on my phone um, through Overdrive for like, I don't know, maybe five years or more. Um, I, and you used to have to download what was an overdrive app. But in the last couple of years, they've been working on revamping um, their user experience. And now they have an app called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. Um, and it's just a little bit more user-friendly and a little more seamless once you know how to use it. Um, I was so embedded in the overdrive app that when they made the new app, it was kind of annoying. It was very similar, but just a few differences. And it was just annoying to me to use. Um, but I have finally made the switch in 2018 to just using the straight Libby app. Um, And then the other app that I mentioned is Hoopla. That's H-O-O-P-L-A. And if you listen to to your books, this might be something that you really want to pay attention to. Um, Also, in addition to books, they have um, like magazines and videos you can download onto your phone. Um, Again, for a certain lending period, but then it just goes back right away. Um, I have to say Hoopla isn't my favorite app. Um, just because I don't use it as much as Libby, so I'm kind of not as used to the controls. Um, also, they tend to have a, a cap of how many you can um, check out in a month, and it's usually like 10 or something, which is 
quite enough, but I just kind of feel a little feathers ruffled about them, you know, taking, um, putting any kind of limit on my, on my consumption. One of the things that I have done with Hoopla is downloaded a video onto my app on my phone. And then my phone, um, will do a thing that I have, um, called casting it to the TV. So I can see whatever's on my phone onto the, on the television. So I can watch like a show that I've downloaded from the library, um, on the big screen, which is great because I actually don't have a DVD player because we're so, um, you know, hip and cool and millennial about that. Um, so it's kind of nice. It's a way to get sort of free movie rentals. Um, I haven't done it very often, but it's available. I usually find, um, that it's best to check both Libby and Hoopla if you're trying to find a specific title. Um, because sometimes one has, access to it and the other one doesn't. And according to my book club, um, one of one of my three book clubs that I'm in currently, um, Hoopla tends to have more audiobook access than Libby and more titles available. Um, and I don't know why that is specifically. Um, one of the things I absolutely love about getting ebooks from the library is because that means that all of a sudden the library is never closed. I can be in bed and thinking, oh, I just want to read a book. I want to read something quickly um, to go to bed or I'm bored or um, then I can just go into my Libby app and download any number of um, books. I usually, um, when you open up the Libby app, I usually go um, and I often search by genre. And so I'll, I'll kind of go to the explore button and then select um, a subject that I want to look at, um, be that like literature or romance. Of course, I talked about romance um, or maybe history or fantasy, um, politics, humor, cooking, food, anything. And then I will, it has preferences that you can set. And I always set um, it to show me only things that are available now. Um, that's if I want to read something right away and I'll say, um, show me only things that are available now that I can download right away. If I'm looking up something that I want to put on hold, then I'll change that preference to everything and I'll search for the thing and then I can be put on the wait list. And whenever it is up and it's my turn, it automatically downloads to my Libby app and then sends me an email, um, saying that it's ready. Of course, um, I really only read English language books, so I, um, tend to put that as a filter. And then I tend to sort by popularity so that as I'm scrolling, I'm seeing the things that are the most popular across Libby users. Um, but you can sort by a lot of things. You can sort by the date added if you want to see like new releases. Um, I guess date added is date added to the to the library. So things that are just coming to the library. You can also sort by release date if you want to see new releases or author name, um, title of the book. So there's a lot of things that you can sort by um, that helps you kind of discover new things. So I really like that. And then you can go to your shelf and you can see um, all, all your books. You can renew a book from the Libby app, um, but sometimes if, um, if you don't renew it in time, <laughs> I have had this, it will automatically expire. And this is sort of the the good and the bad thing about ebooks is they just go away. If it, you know, if three three weeks or two weeks is your lending limit, um, it will just go away after that time, um, which means you don't have any overdue fines. Um, but it also means that if you weren't on top of it, you can all of a sudden lose a book that you were re in the middle of reading. Um, so another um, app and website that I rely on for that 
that makes my reading life better is goodreads.com. And the website is now owned by Amazon. So um, <laughs> that may be a different episode about where I tell, talk about my mixed feelings about Amazon. Um, but Goodreads is basically a social media site for readers. And I use the app version on my phone most of the time. Each user is given a profile, which automatically allows them to build three lists, which is books you've read, books you're currently reading, and books you want to read, or your TBR, your to-be-read list. So um, you can also create additional sort of tags that create essentially additional lists. And sometimes um, those could be like cookbooks as a tag you could just make up, or books about dogs, or you could make something up totally random like... um, books that I hated or something like that. You could just make up um, a tag. And just like other social media platforms, you can friend and follow other readers or authors. Um, You can actually follow me if you go to goodreads.com slash infinitely prefer a book. You can see my profile and follow me on that to see what I'm um, reading. And Also, you can write reviews and comment on those reviews. And one of the things I'm trying to be better about um, in the coming year and sort of the last part of this year is writing reviews on books that I've read. So um, you can go to my follow my goodreads.com profile to see more about that. Um, There's discussion groups you can join. I've done that before um, about a specific book or specific topic. Um, Tons of discussion groups to join. I actually joined a really... um, a group called, I can't remember the name of that book or something like that. And so you go and you describe the book that you can't remember. Like you describe the plot, you describe the cover, you describe anything that you can remember about it. And then people sort of crowdsource and realize, oh, it's this book by this author. It was published then or whatever. So they kind of, they go through when they um, figure out what what it was about. So it was kind of interesting. I love using the app to track what I read. I'm, I'm someone who just loves to measure things. So I love measuring what I'm reading. Um, and then I also just love to see what other people are saying about a book that I've read before or after I've read if I finished it. I just like to see what they say. Um, it kind of helps me kind of get validation on my thoughts. Um, it's a little bit like a little virtual book club and I can kind of um, never, sometimes when you put a book down, you don't want to really put it down, you know? So that's kind of the, the perfect part of that. Um, of course they're using my data. Um, that's all social media. So you can decide (laughs) if you really want to be part of that. Um, but it's a way to also support authors. Um, you can follow authors on book on goodreads.com. You can follow their books. You can put their books on want to read. Um, an author who has a lot of books that people want to read, um, theoretically might get a little more, um, promotion or press from their publisher. So it's just kind of a way to show support. Um, those kind of metrics do make a difference to publishers. I live in the Android universe. (laughs) I think everybody, we all live in a different kind of universe depending on the devices that we own. Um, So whenever I want to purchase an ebook or an audiobook, which is kind of rare, I don't purchase a lot. I, as I said, I'm mostly a library user. Um, I use Google Play Books. Um, It obviously works on iPhones as well, but um, I don't know how it compares to Apple Books. I don't have access to Apple Books as an Android user, although um, Apple people do have access to this Google Play Books. Um, So if you use Apple Books, you'll have to tell me um, in the comments on Instagram um, what you you like about it and what you think is great. Um, But what I 
so the Google Play Books really to me is just utilitarian in a lot of ways. It allows me to read the book right on my phone. That's exactly how I use library books from Hoopla or Libby. Um, it's a phone app, so I always have my um, my book with me. Um, there is a family library feature um, it within Google Play Books that allows me to share it with um, my husband. So if he wants to read my steamy romance novels, he is more than welcome to do so. Um, but it's kind of nice if you're if you have um, several different Google it's, it's your Google account. So if you have different Google accounts within your family, if you guys want to share um, books instead of buying it for each person, you can have a family library. Um, I believe. Um, first for the family library also allows you it's for the play movies as well like i think you can share movies between users as well um another thing that i really liked about google play books and it may be the same for other um, purchasing apps is that you can gift a specific book to um, somebody you can buy a book through google play as a gift um, and it has you put in their information and, and then their um and the email address of the person you're trying to send a gift to. And so sometimes it's nice to give a gift card. You can always use Google Play money or Apple iTunes money or whatever to buy books um, to, for people to buy books on their own as a gift card. But sometimes it's nice as a gift to be really intentional and say, no, not only do I want to you know buy this book for you, but I want to tell you which book I specifically think that you would really enjoy. So it's kind of a more personal touch, um, maybe for the controlling of us who <laughs> like to say, no, you're going to read this book. Um, so um, it's also kind of a great last minute gift because you can buy it any time of day or night and it seems it still seems intentional. So that's kind of one thing to think about. Just one last app that I wanted to give like an honorable mention to. I don't really use it very often. I've used it a couple times um, is the Kindle phone app. Um, I sometimes have used it when downloading books from the library, um, but I, I don't use it really very much anymore. Um, I haven't found it um, that useful since I don't have any books purchased through the Kindle platform. But if this is something that you are invested in the Amazon platform or um, you are interested, you have a Kindle maybe or something, um, this is you, this is an option for you as a Kindle phone app. You can still um, purchase books. And I don't know about audiobooks, but definitely ebooks um, through, through an Amazon and Kindle um, and, and read them on your phone, which is really, really helpful. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention about reading on your phone, um, I love setting my settings to the night mode, which is basically where I have a black background with white text. And this is just like so much easier on my eyes um, than looking at a regular phone screen. Um, and it's also like if I'm reading in bed, which I do a lot of reading in bed, um, I don't want to disturb my husband. Um, that night mode, you really, it doesn't sh um, give off as much light. It doesn't give off as much light as like a book light does when I'm reading a hard co copy book with my book light at night. Um, and so it's kind of a real sneaky way to <laughs> to do that and not wake somebody up who might be sleeping next to you. Um what about you? Do you use any of these apps? What apps do you think I should be using? Am I using all these apps wrong? <laughs> Someone come please tell me that uh, I'm, I'm doing it wrong. Um, how do you like to consume your books? Are you an ebook, audiobook person? Um, are you a hardback, paperback? Um, do you like to get your books from the library or do you like to own your books? I know a lot of people who like to just really physically own that book. Um, so you can tell me on Instagram at infinitely prefer a book. 
Be sure to tune in on December 20th for the next full episode of Infinitely Prefer a Book, where we discuss The Curious Charms of Arthur Pepper by Phaedra Patrick.